Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Dear listeners and readers, welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm Daryl. I'm Sandra. Thank you for blessing for thank you for pressing the play button. And thank you, Alexander Nakarada, for writing our intro, which is always amazing to hear. Today we're going to talk about something very interesting. Now, Sandra, Daryl, you wrote How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, the highly rated Eric Hoffer nominated sci-fi fantasy novel, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus. That's right, that's right. And you followed I think you follow, at least in my opinion, the uh, hero's journey narrative. Is that correct? Would that be? Would I would, I would say so. Uh, uh, what's interesting now? Could you explain to us what the hero's journey is? Well, the the hero's journey is uh, his movement. Uh, you know, from one part of his life, uh, his subtle life, to perhaps another part. Of his future, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, he's he's moving forward and discovering things about himself and his environment. He's growing, learning, and moving forward in his adventure, whatever that might be. So you would say, Sandy, that it's a transformative narrative to simplify, yeah. To put it in its most yeah. simplest form, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are uh, so many uh, popular movies and films out there that follow the. Um, hero's journey narrative. Uh, if you're familiar with Greek, Greek mythology, uh, we talk about Abe and the Odyssey. You know, he's, he's gone on this, this amazing journey through all these lands and different trials and tribulations to you know, become the man that he is at the end of the story. And that same thing can be seen in popular um, fiction uh, like Star Wars. I mean, I assume it's fiction. I mean... <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the force is with me, but yeah. you know that's that's for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, we have a, a sort of this character that starts off in this sort of mundane, sort of everyday, average life, and, and he has to he's sort of thrust into this world. Uh, uh, and so, when you wrote Nicholas, who starts out as this young uh, kid, uh, you know, trying to figure out who he is, like all all of us do. Did you start out thinking, I'm going to write this in the style of the hero's journey, I'm going to follow this sort of, you know, standard operating procedure, for lack of a better term? I, I think we talked about those things as tropes before. Yes, tropes. You know, but uh, Which aren't a bad thing. We, no, they're not no, a bad thing. It, uh, it's, But we, we're going to write this story, mm-hmm. and uh, as we wrote it, uh, it began began to take on an air of familiarity, mm-hmm. you know, as one of those types of stories, one of those types of tropes, mm-hmm. uh, the hero's journey. Uh, you mentioned Star Wars as a hero's journey with Luke. Mm-hmm. There was also other stories, just like The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. was a hero story, you know, and, right. and, and Dorothy learning about herself, and as she's moving uh, through this odd and strange land trying to discover how to get home. She discovers things about herself, which I think were reflected in some of the characters that she met. And Sandy, your story has been equated to Lord of the Rings, to uh, Game of Thrones, uh, to Harry Potter, and I've heard some readers say that it's even better than Harry Potter, uh, which all are uh, heroes' journeys. Um, And for you, uh, when you were writing this with Daryl, was the same question, was that what you set out to do is... Were you just writing the story, or did you say, I'm going to write it like this? I'm going to write it with this frame in mind. 
it started out with mm-hmm. just writing the story. Mm-hmm. But then I, I started throwing in things from mm-hmm. books and, and and things that I like to see and read. Um, yeah, I, Alfred I, Hitchcock. Yeah, I think it was things that... Uh, I, I think the story progressed kind of naturally, don't you think so? I think so. You know, and uh, so... When you when you have a character, you you want him, you want that character, he or she, to grow, and to discover things right. about their world and about themselves. They just can't sit there, you know, from the beginning of the story to the end, and nothing happens. Something has to happen. What made it easy for the character to grow was that he was a child. Mm-hmm. He started out as a child, and mm-hmm. and to watch the development was second nature. So yeah, the, it was second. Nature. So the basic structure on a hero's journey starts out with the ordinary world. So was that, you know, that's sort of where we see Nicholas in the beginning. And, and I mean, your story is a page-turner, so things happen very quickly in terms <laughs> of, you know, the action and story and detail and nuance and all this. Um, what was more important to you, that we show Nicholas as a child or that we show how every day his world was before it was, you know, slowly shown to him. It was to show the the commonness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of his world mm-hmm. and then to show his insecurities in himself mm-hmm. and then finding out what his little individual characteristics were that helped him to overcome his world and and, and well, to you know, discover his world. And did you yeah, have, did think you have went, that went, same... You know, um, yeah, when you when you start a, a character off as a child, mm-hmm. there's a natural growth to that, and so there's a natural progression. I, I think that that helped us uh, establish a background for him and, mm-hmm. and a basis for his 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 behavior and his beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to show where he got those strengths from, right? You know, and uh, from from his uh, from his parents and from you know the adversity that happened to him, even the stuff he wasn't aware of. You know, uh, affected him indirectly. Right. So, uh, and I think that was all that was important to give a complete picture of who this individual was and where he came from. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you talk about things sort of affecting him indirectly, and uh, so uh, the next following steps are usually sort of the call to adventure, and these are the things that sort of push our character to do or to go on this adventure. There's a call to action and their refusal to action. And I'm not going to go into any deep detail on this because <laughs> when you read this, let me tell you. Uh, but <clears throat> he also meets his, his mentor, his, um, if you're familiar with Karate Kid, he meets his Miyagi, you know. There's, he meets his Yoda, if we're going back to our analogy. Um, creating the mentor. <clears throat> Whose idea was that? Mine. That, that was, was Sandra's. Your... She came up with that. Wonderful and idea. and he's, he's an amazing creature, uh, character. Can, and um, how, how invested in, were you in making this particular character? You know, uh, in, in, in stories like this, just like uh, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi in, in, in Star Wars, you have to have a character that knows things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and understands the world and trying to teach his his uh, his student, right. if you will, uh, about 
about the world, the way of the world. Right. And he was able to add to Nicholas's knowledge mm-hmm. and to guide him, mentoring him, you know, through through very uh, tough, mysterious, and and magical times. So uh, it was important to have somebody who knew uh, knew the secrets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and knew where everything was buried. So to right, speak. right. Um, uh, and we talk about you know these. Th- th- you talk about these things he has to go through. You know these there these tests and, and these these allies and enemies that he cre- he comes across. And um, uh, uh, how 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 did you, Sandy, come up with the the tests and the allies and the enemies? Was it all, you know, as you say, to drive the story, or did you have we just sort of mise en place where you're putting things in place and sort of seeing where the story takes you was it strategic was it it was it was you could laugh but it was based on the merit badges that my brothers (laughs) were going through trying to become Eagle Scouts Uh (laughs) well you know for me uh, it it was kind of planned because uh, before we even wrote the story, we outlined it, and we, I knew the story, and she knew the story from beginning to mm-hmm. end. It was like having a, 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 a bare Christmas tree, mm-hmm. you know, the top to the bottom, but we had to hang the ornaments on right. it. Right, yes. Okay, yes. basically. And the lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you go through the hero's journey, um, you, you come to this point where you're sort of in the... You're nearly to the end. You know, you're 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 trying to get there, uh, and you've we've come up with these great challenges that he has to deal with. We've come up with the rewards, and again, I'm not <laughs> spoiling the story for you. You need to read this. But um, was it difficult to tie all that together? To I mean, yes, you said you had an outline, which is important for all writers mm-hmm. to have. Um, but was it difficult to sort of pick and choose, you know, cherry pick what, you know? Well, you know, I, I think, and I think Sandra would agree that uh, as we wrote the story and put things in place, that the th- things started to fall into place yeah. naturally. You know, it, it came to a point where the story was actually mm-hmm. within limits writing itself. Right. Because things had to unfold naturally. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think anything was forced, right. and we, yeah. you want to guard against things being forced because they don't make sense, right? And you know, and so. as we said before, the audience, the audience can tell. Yeah, the they, they can. Tell. So we have smart audience, and so uh, we we made sure that it unfolded as as naturally as possible, and then we got all the elements in mm-hmm. and tied the loose ends up. And of course, I don't want to to spoil anything, but if you don't know that. Saint Nicholas is Santa Claus. You know, spoilers. But um, when it comes to the rewards of his hero journey, there's more to it than just Nicholas becomes Santa Claus. We say that right off the bat when you read the cover of the book. But there are other elements to his reward in the story. Well, yes, there there and, are, and, there are and, and I think and, I'll have to read. And and how how is it that without spoiling, obviously, how how did you design the, your story in such a way that um, Nicholas can obviously be Santa Claus, and yet there's still an element of surprise and suspense? Well, and, you know, the the thing is that throughout the story. 
he was just Nicholas, and yeah. he thought he was just Nicholas. He did, he knew nothing about his reward or what he was going to be. He mm-hmm. couldn't foresee or foretell his future. Mm-hmm. All he knew that that he had a quest he had to fulfill. Right. And so the the rewards, uh, if there were any, were were bestowed upon him by others. Right. You know. Right. So he had no clue. All he knew is he had a job to do. You know, and uh, he wanted to work well with his compatriots and get it done. And within that hero's journey, he he does come through, and he sort of comes back to his world with, uh, as you, you might expect, with these new, with a boon, well, you yeah. know. And and he's there are things that he that has, that have changed him and his his kind Yeah, of it's it's just it made me think when you said that. It reminds me of the original Star Wars mm-hmm. episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did everything that they did, and at the end, they were standing in front of a crowd getting medals. Well, yeah. that's not why they did all right. that. That just was that was bestowed right. upon them by other people who appreciated mm-hmm. what they did. So they had no clue that was right. to happen, you know. And, and so was, that's just it wasn't something that was sought just, after. Right. It's just frosting on the cake, <laughs> right? It it was something that that. That the powers that be said, "Will you accept well, this so, challenge?" And and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just uh, you know, speaking in the in the purest form of what the hero's narrative is, uh, and that's what we're sort of explaining is that it just sort of everything else is sort of ancillary. It it, it, it it's part of the package. You know, uh, we have the. I, and I think that's what's amazing what you guys did with Nicholas is that we have this obvious reward. We know Nicholas becomes Santa Claus. But it's everything else that's such a surprise that comes with yeah, it. Yeah, it's everything in between. Um, and not only that, but, you know, there's more to it, you know, than just being, hey, you're Santa Claus. You know, there's more to it than, okay, you're going to grow up and, and something's going to happen and something's going to happen and here's your reward. There's so many things in between the story of it's like the lost years of, of Nicholas which I think is amazing because there are things that my jolly old Saint Nick uh, you wouldn't expect that his young his younger self would experience and I think it's great because you know we all it's kind of like looking at your, your grandfather or your great grandfather and you see them as an elder Mm-hmm. But you tend to forget that they had younger lives. Right. They did things. Mm-hmm. They had adventures. Mm-hmm. They right. you know met people. They fought people. They loved people. They swore people. You know, there's so much to Nicholas. So I've got to ask, what is it that you found most rewarding about writing how well, Nicholas became Santa For me, it was a pleasure to be able to humanize mm-hmm. this figure. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do that, I think, and we did. Right. Uh, throughout the story, oh, yeah. we saw him oh, yeah. as, as a human growing up and learning things about his world and himself and the challenges that, that faced him and learning how to overcome those mm-hmm. challenges and work with the people that could help him do that. But I wanted to humanize him. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think of people sometimes, our, our, whether we're thinking of Jefferson or Washington or we're thinking of Martin MLK or we're thinking about... Uh, anyone in the past, we 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 think about their glory and we fantasize that mm-hmm. and we idealize them, but we don't remember. You know, I think Julius Caesar probably was a boy too, right? Right. You know, and so we 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 have to remember that, uh, and it's 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 like 
it's like the lost years. Right. You know, uh, wouldn't it be interesting? And you know, if we could read the, if we could read about the lost years of Christ, right. and, instance, and and you know, you know, and we were was, when he was a child. And Sandy, what about you? Mm-hmm. I think I got it from from Grandpa Verblevsky mm-hmm. because when I was little, I he asked me to go up into his attic and find something, and I found his crate, mm-hmm. and this this big old steamer trunk had a whole bunch of items in it from the Holocaust and from World War One, and I was asking about them, and Grandpa said, well, you didn't think I was born old, did you? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, I just wanted to show the the human, the the, mm-hmm. the tears, fears, and joys of becoming mature. <coughs> and Daryl, what uh, advice would you give to our new uh, readers and listeners and writers who want to go on their <laughs> hero's journey? Um, uh, what what advice would you give them and so for sort of writing within that framework? Well, I, w- I would say cut your inhibitions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes uh, that filter that we have in our brain will will stop us from writing certain things mm-hmm. and doing some certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, for, I'll give you an example. You might have a villain who really needs to be bad. Yes. And so you have to be able to, to do that. You have to cut those inhibitions so you can do that. You know, it's, it's, it's and fun why. and it's easy writing, writing a good character. But it's devilish, devilishly fun to write the bad character if if, mm-hmm. if you let yourself go. And most actors will tell you that they enjoy playing the villain. Right. So you got to cut those inhibitions. And Sandy, it's fun writing the villain. Mm-hmm. It's fun when you you can not have to worry about is it right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They make the rules, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and I, w- I, w- I think I would say that um, uh, writing is a journey, right? It's a journey itself, and you, I think you need to take joy in it. You need to have fun with it. You need to find your unique voice, as we mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. in some of our previous podcasts, and uh, you have to uh, allow the journey to to lead uh, to compelling and imaginative. A storytelling and ladies and gentlemen if you want imaginative if you want imaginative if you want compelling how nicholas became santa claus is what you're looking for and you can find it at troopbooks.com where you can find our author page where you can pick up a hardcover or a softcover you can follow us on facebook on tiktok on instagram on x and uh hopefully next time uh you'll have picked up a copy you'll have enjoyed it And uh, maybe we'll be talking to you next time on Conversations with the Authors. 